Becoming a cultural icon while being alive is not something many people consider they've done. But after the release of the album Beerbongs and Bentleys, Post Malone certainly made the case that he was among the few. What about this album made him a household name, though? Join us today as we break it down and discuss the album which made him a megastar, Beerbongs and Bentleys. Okay, so how do you guys feel about Post Malone being a Wraith main? I dude, it, it's 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 in character. It's in character for him. It really it's is in character. Why is he also really, schizophrenic? No. What do you mean? What do you he mean? He also plays Octane. Like that, that, that's part of that makes Octane. Like, that's a so character, honestly. My only beef with Wraith is that it promotes a cowardly play style and her passive is garbage well, like, i have not work. met a single wraith player that is like like sane good it's really good ass what it's really bad it like, doesn't work do you know what it does yeah like no you I'm get... tell us. no the voice oh. is in your head it is literally the voices yeah. in your head <laughs> do you know what it's supposed to do work. it like tells you if people were it, it, it's the one where it's well, okay. yeah okay, it's so basically it's basically like sears heartbeat sensor but it's constant what no, it just constantly that. tells that's you busted. that's actually busted. Yeah, but it sucks. I don't know what the problem is. There's like 20 teams aiming at you. You're going to get there's everyone aiming at you. No, no, it's not guaranteed to tell you anything. <laughs> it's like, no, for every possible interaction that you could receive a voice, it's like a 5% chance. Wait, that's so funny. No way. No, because no, because I will admit it's super realistic to real schizophrenia. Bro, you know, it, it's random voices in your head at any point in time. I imagine you just possibly have random voices. But still, oh, it's like no, anyone who's played Wraith would actually go insane. Realize, yeah, because if you had to realize, because if it constantly worked, it would be the most infuriating character to play because no one's ever shutting the hell up. Actually, oh, it's really Bangal- broken. Bangalore mains when they ping anything. Welcome everybody back to the record. Wait, no, show. Oh, Magic the Gathering. Oh, we, we, we Magic okay, finish this up. Finish this up. Like, we gotta talk about it. Because like, 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 like Apex is just kind of a collaboration with Timmy, because Timmy likes Pokemon or whatever. But like Pokemon has oh, been playing point. Magic since he was a little kid. And uh, uh Pokemon has been playing Magic since he was a little kid. Uh-huh. And he's really, really good at it. And now that he's like a super established person with a lot of money, he put it. I forget what the actual prize was. I don't think it was like every single deck, every less. single overpowered deck. Do not play against like, Postman. literally offered like a, like a cast prize to anyone that could beat him in a in a, T, in a TGC one v one, and it was really. I think somebody beat him. I think it was like no a child. I do some research. I do some research. Welcome, everybody, back to season three of the record shop. I know you're surprised. I'm back, but it's only temporarily. This is the the early season Sebas cameo. I am joined by our lovely array of hosts. Please welcome Andres. Good morning. Oh no, afternoon for us. <laughs> I thought you were say good morning, USA. <laughs> good morning, USA. And then our other really, really great and and fresh babyface host, Weichel. What's good, people? I am always your lovely host. Weichel, what are we talking about today? Uh well. Today we're talking about an album. If you like cars and you like alcohol, you're going to know this album, Beer Bongs and Bentley by Mr. Post Malone. Amen. Amen. Can you tell us a little bit more about the album? Well, to begin with, I'll tell you about about the reviews on this. This album actually had very mixed reviews Mm -hmm. where it had had arrays of high scores, low scores. Metacritic in particular gave this a 51 out of a 100. 
51? So no, mid is what they considered no it. Way. There is no yeah, way. They considered dead ass was like, yo, post, mid right there. Interesting. I see. And this but is, uh huh. I would do the album. All right. This is, a, this is a second studio album, no? Yeah, the first studio album was Stony that he dropped in 2016. This one he dropped April 27th of 2018. Okay. And it came out with five singles, one of which was very popular on the the radio that we'll be covering today. Amen, amen. So, Michael, how did you come across Post Malone? How did I come across Post Malone? I believe I I came around Post Malone junior year, I want to say. Okay. like I've heard a couple songs on the radio here and there that he that it was either his songs or he was featured on, but like I want to say, like junior junior year of when we were in high school, so like what 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right yeah, after right after Beerbong and Bentley. Yeah, like a year after it came out, I was just um, ironically enough, I just listened to Stony and Beerbong and Bentley, and I think at that time Hollywood's Bleeding came out, and I was just. Stony in particular, but also like a couple songs from from all three albums really hit you in your feels, and that's that's the vibe I was in. I was in a very that's, like in your feels mm-hmm, vibe mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I really I really like Post. Like Post is, has become one of my one of my favorite artists. I like I like his voice. I like the music he puts out. He has a really he did a really good job with with Hollywood's Bleeding, and his recent album, uh, Twelve Care Toothache, mm-hmm. was also had, had a handful of bangers. Also, I have a question on that, Michael. Right before we begin the show. Why out of posts like really he only has like four albums right now, right? Right. Why beer bog and medley? Well, I didn't want to do 12 care toothache because it was new. Um Okay. And just, too yeah, fresh. Just because it was too fresh, too fresh. Like fresh, too we, soon, we should, maybe? Too soon. <laughs> we should give it, give it a couple years of marinade. I wanted to marinate. I wanted to like some fine wine, you know, come back to it after a bit. Um, Hollywood's Bleeding, in my opinion, is his best work. Oh, uh, as of right now, yeah. And why Beer Bong then? Because it was between Beer Bongs and 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 Stony, and I felt like Beer Bongs would have been a, would have been a, a more fun album to cover. All right, all right. So you think this is his funnest album? I would say it's his funnest, but I feel like it's it's something interesting that i felt like all of us would have enjoyed stony is is i want to if i remember it was more uh, personal and i feel like and there's a couple songs in this album uh that that post attributes success due to stony you heard it here folks Michael hates stony and every other album that post has ever dropped yeah all of them are garbage except for this one according <laughs> yeah. to our our Hollywood's bleeding was his best thing, but not ass. Only beer bongs and Bentley. All right, all right. Only, only also, BB. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things to note. Two things to note. A funnest is not a word. It's most fun. No, it's funnest. I made that I word. All of you. I made it. And B after just after looking into the Magic the Gathering event, just to get the, the, the tie in that. Oh, yeah, can you offer us an update? Uh, it was. I can't. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I it was like a month ago. Months ago. Before you continue, I just want to, I just want you to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to ever correct me about how to say fun when you played League of Legends. <laughs> what is that? First of all, first of all, Samus played it too when he played it more than I did and way more sweaty than I did. So I don't know why you're me when you have him. Like Wait, why did I read that? I, I retired. I retired so long ago. So the, the jersey is hung up behind him. What the hell does that have to do with you being stupid and not knowing the English language? 
Oh, get get to the Magic the Gathering bit. Anyway, so the event was for $100,000 because he teamed up with a organization for Magic the Gathering. It was $100,000. And what's funny about it is the person who won entered the leaderboard for like people that have earned the most amount of money in Magic. No way. Over that one match? After, after one game or 100K. Bro, most expensive Magic the Gathering. I mean, I mean, he entered the leaderboard at like 150th place, so it wasn't like Bro. crazy. But it's still a pretty it's a good amount of money. And it's that is still a lot of money. money yeah. But yeah, with that being said, Waiko, esta- yeah, I know, I know. Establish the order of this episode. I'm still in shock about 100,000. Yeah. Wow. Hey, man. Hey, man. got money. Exactly, bro. That's, that is bank right now. Okay, that that so brings out all the professional order. players. Uh-huh. Go on. Yeah. We're going to start, right? We're going to start with Sebas. All right. Go with your song. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go with Andres and then with me. All right. So with that being said, would you like to also talk about the tracks that we're covering today? Well, we'll go. You you say them, Andres, and I'll say them. Okay. You want to say what three tracks we've each selected? Yeah. Correct. That's what we usually do for these. Uh, because Beerbog and Bentley is 18 tracks. We're not going to cover all of them in the span of like yeah, a little, show. A little too, little too long. To so we, what we do is we usually pick three tracks each. So go on. Yeah. Okay. So I chose Rockstar featuring Twenty One Savage. Amen. Amen. Same bitches featuring G Easy and YG. Okay. And Candy Paint, which is a solo post song. All right. All right. All right. Andres. Okay. So I picked uh, Spoil My Night featuring Sway Lee. Sway Lee. Written Sad, which is a solo project, mm-hmm. and stay which is also another solo project okay okay i personally picked over now better now and 90 of 19 92 explorer all right well let's just get started let's just jump right into it so i'm not william i don't have a transition well so this segment is over now who are we starting with it's you yeah who are we starting with so what are you what are you doing i think it's something what what are I'm you starting with? I was trying to think. Of, I was trying to think of something. I, I literally just did it. Oh, I, I said I'm not William. I can't do this. So I guess this segment is over now. I damn. That damn. is no, so crazy. That is crazy. I hate you too. That is crazy, bro. No, no, no. I remember. I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Over now. Over now. Over now is the as I pull up the Spotify. Over now is the seventh cap. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh track on Beer Bong and Bentley. In a really like super trap and rap oriented album, Over Now kind of stands out to me because it's like the, the production is like the drums. The drums are the focal point. And by the way, fun fact, Andres, the lead drummer for yes. Motley Crue, Tommy Lee, does the drum yes. work for this track. Tommy, Lee, Tommy Lee's I, on this I track. knew you were going to talk about it. I knew you were going to talk about yeah. it. And um, as you hear. Tommy Lee. Uh-huh. Now, hold on. Let me interrupt you for a minute. All right, talk about right. Tommy Lee for a minute. Uh-huh. You see, Tommy Lee has a medical condition. Bro, it's called bro. having that dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lee is widely considered to be like the fan favorite out of uh-huh. everyone on Molly Cruz just because he really is that guy. He's just, he's, just, he's just such a fun guy to be around. I went to one, one of the Molly Crew concert a while ago. I forget when it was at this point. It was like last year. Tommy now. Lee. Yeah, it's not that. No. No, oh, it, was, it was early this year. 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 No, it was last year. Um, while we were there, Obviously, between songs, Molly Crew would interact with the crowd, obviously, because why would you not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And Tommy Lee brought some of the funnier moments. Obviously, everybody else is just trying to get him more hype, but Tommy Lee would usually bring in, bring in, bring in the jokes and try and bring in the songs. Mm-hmm. Tommy, Lee's, Tommy Lee's just like the, the, the people's person for, for the band, but at this point, I'm going to start rambling. The people's Tommy Lee's is great. I love Tommy Lee. But yeah, as I, said, that is a good way to it. as I said, it like the drums, it's a super core part of the track. And to me, it stands out the most. This track sounds like it should be called Rockstar compared to what actual Rockstar sounds like. Starting off with this really Fair. dissonant and very distant guitar that transitioned to this oddly really aggressive flow from post that kind of, in my opinion, I feel comes off a bit jarring, but it goes so well with the composition of the track that I, I just can't complain. And if you kind of listen to the track, it sort of like struggles with its own identity as it tries to go back and forth from like being this really rock oriented track to like trap back and forth over the four minutes. It's it's great. I love it. What do you have to say about it, White? Mm. I really like this song. Like there's there's alongside with what you said about about this feeling like metal and trap. I also have, I also hear mm-hmm. electronic synths on this. That is true. That is true. And it's. It's an interesting blend between the, between all three things. I like the lyrics. The song is is on the longer side. It's four it's minutes. It's four seven minutes. It's a long song. Hey, but we get more and of those drums that I really like. Uh huh. True. True. I think I think the lyrics work well. I believe that his vocals accompany this well, and he also has this like echoing effect that he puts on. I mm-hmm. believe leading into the chorus. Yeah. 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 The whole complements yeah. the instrumentals well. Like. It it aligns perfectly. The production on this was great, and I knew I knew that Tommy Lee was on this was on a couple projects. I did not know that it was that he was on this song in particular. Mm-hmm. But everything just works really well on this on this song, and I think this is this is a pretty great addition into this into this album. I agree. I agree. Andres, what do you got to say? Really quick, because oh someone sent me someone sent me the news article. So no, no more Andres's news segment, please, bro. <laughs> Dude, no, this is funny because I think I'll enjoy this one. Uh huh. So as as you may or may not know, there are certain people in the world currently that are that are working hard to keep the population up. What? In terms, for example, uh, NBA young boy with ten uh, children. Uh, the other, the currently young boy up to. No, 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 hold on, because we're, we're not talking about him. We're talking about the man who's currently up to on him. Nick Cannon is currently expecting his 12th child. <laughs> no oh, way. There is no way. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so serious. I'll read the headline. I'll read the headline. Is it? Read the headline is it? Young boy is going to come back. Nick Cannon and Alyssa Scott expecting their second child together. This will be Nick's 12th child total. The Cannon, the Cannon dynasty. The Cannon, the Cannon dynasty. Bro, oh my. Talk about the and song. This, Talk about the song. Okay. I, I just want to bring that up because I thought we would all enjoy it. I thought uh-huh. it was funny. Nick Cannon is truly single-handedly bring saving the human race. Back. <laughs> So over now, since since we didn't talk about it, the actual like lore, I guess you could say, behind the song, the actual mm-hmm. theme about it. Mm-hmm. So most of the album is about posts like being in a bad relationship and getting better from that, learning from it, being more wise as a result. Mm-hmm. So this song specifically is talking about getting away from like a, like a toxic relationship with a girl. Yeah. Who and he was like, as he says in the song, I, in fact, I'm not gonna find the lyrics right now because I'm not whatever. Uh, as he says in the song that he's, he describes in the song that he's infatuated with her. But then he realizes like the clarity hits him that this is not a good relationship and he shouldn't be in this. So he ends it. He says that it has to be over now and he ends it. And he wishes her nothing but bad luck. He literally hates on her. He prays on her downfall, <laughs> which is the funniest thing ever. Bro. It's I so just, funny. yeah. Uh-huh. No, and that's it's why so it sounds funny. like super Thank aggressive. You. Yeah. Yeah. 
because he like like he doesn't want because he because she screwed him over. So he doesn't. Like, why would he wish good things upon her when all she did was bring him bad things? So she's trying she to favor. He's up actually. Yeah, now, now currently he's playing magic and throwing away hundred thousand dollars. So <laughs> I think, I think that, yeah, I, I think, think that currently are. she's broken. He's up. I just want to say. Uh-huh. I just want to say that uh, Willie, if you listen to this, oh boy. you will know that this is what a true breakup song should be like, opposed to sour. Oh, we got some, oh. some, some, some internal beef. <laughs> Damn, bro. You want? I need to go on Lilo. I need to go on Lilo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join a side in this beef. I'm a Wyko side. You're on Wyko side, bro. The, yeah. the record shop <laughs> Civil War. Actually. Just ran over Captain America favorite. Civil War moment. Actually. <laughs> but is there anything Wyko's else to say about Wyko? Wyko is definitely not Iron Man because you don't have riches for that. That is not cool. That is not cool, Andres. But you hate you, you. But you're not a patriot. So I don't know who you are. Uh, <laughs> he's uh damn. Like I'm an outsider. I just came in because because somebody killed my dad. What? <laughs> Let's go. Oh, you're Spider Man. You're when you came in for vengeance. Your voice came broke when you said something about that, bro. <laughs> All right, all right. Oh, something I do want to mention. Uh-huh. Uh, as of 2019, as of uh, on 20, in 2019, mm-hmm. Over Now was certified platinum. So this is definitely one of the more popular songs since I mean, that song uh-huh. definitely hit plat. Yeah, that's kind of weird. If, if, if we, Are if you we, sure? If we look at the streaming number, if, yeah. If, mm-hmm. if we look at the streaming numbers, I think we'll take a look at the streaming numbers. Real quick. The, the analytical Actually, segment. Do you, do so the, mo- uh-huh. so every single every single song except for Jonestown, obviously because it's an interlude, and Sugar Rafe by barely a few numbers. Damn. All of them have above 300 million stream plays, I guess. 300 over. million plays. The only exception, again, is, is Johnstown. But that's uh-huh. the here and there. And I think the only other exception, Blame It On Me and Sugar Wraith, again, by very small margins. By like the, oh, small margin in terms of streaming, but that's not important. Mm-hmm. The point is, this album was very, very, this album was very, very popular. I, I think that, while I agree with Weichel, that Hollywood's Bleeding was his most popular, or yeah. his, most, his, his best work. I think B-Bongs and Bentley's is the most popular work. Okay. Because I, I remember when well, this album we'll came out, that. I was hearing all the songs on the radio. Yeah, that's so true. So I, I think that's a lot of these songs hit plot. Well, yeah, anything else Not to say? Like, he Nothing else to say? We good? He just like me for real. <laughs> Thank you for the he great just like me for real. Who's next? Who's next? Andres It would be next. me. All right, give us an amazing transition, Andres. Uh, you're like the second yeah. best person with transition. Actually, you know what? As of late, I think you're the best so far because Willie has been lacking in that mm-hmm. department. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> so speaking of Willie, speaking of Willie, speaking of Willie, speaking of Willie, no. speaking, of Willie uh-huh. speaking of Willie, speaking of Willie, there is a distinct dichotomy between William and Mr. and uh, and uh, Mr. Weichel. Mr. Weichel. Weichel. Okay. See the difference is. See the difference is. Weichel got no bread. Okay. However, he's in a happy relationship. He's doing good for himself. Uh huh. He's working on himself. He's in the gym. He's getting big. Uh-huh. Weichel is broke. But he's up. Unlike unlike Willie, he's got bread. He's been working for quite a while. <laughs> uh huh. But he's got no hoes, no women. Uh huh. Differences. Michael's broke and happy. Willie's rich and sad. Ooh, Michael, how are you feeling about that one? It was a good transition, but it took too long. <laughs> yeah, I know. You could have well. sparks noted a little bit. You could have summarized yeah, it. Yeah, rich, well. rich and sad. Why don't you get started? So, this is the third song on the album. I will say that due to this album being essentially a breakup album, a lot of the songs have a very similar tone, very similar vibe, and it's not a, particularly a bad thing. Some of the songs do near the end do sound a little samey, 
which I feel like is also a result of the song being pretty long, being 18 songs. The song was like cut a little bit near the end, then it wouldn't be so much of a problem to me. But that's that's not the main the main the main thing, right? So Richard Sad. So Richard Sad is post talking about he, he he was going through it. He was in his feels, just like Whitehall, apparently. Uh-huh. So this is when he was with his girlfriend, uh Ashley Nicole Diaz. I don't know if you guys know anything about her. I don't. I, I, don't I didn't look into her when doing this. So Bose is basically this is this is basically post saying that currently she's broken, he's up. But he's still he's still he's still he's reflecting still down, on yeah. on he's still reflecting on how it made him feel, how he had to break it off and how that relationship was not good at all. Yeah. He's still he's still like it's exactly what I was saying. He's rich and he's sad. He's got mad money, but but no one to share it with. He misses it. He misses it. No one to share it with. No one. To, no one to share it with. Exactly. There, there's I a think title that's line. Even worse. I, I think that's terrible. terrible. You could be broken happy, oh, but there, you there, can't there, be rich. There, 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 there's a there's a title line off of an unreleased song called Ziploc. Uh, what's there's the point of being line? rich when you wake up? There's a there's a song by Tyler off of, of an untitled unreleased track called Ziploc. Ooh. And the the title it's like the first line in the song. It goes, uh, "What's the point of being rich when you wake up alone?" What's True. the point of going home when there's nobody there? That's like basically the entire theme of like Flower Boy, aside from like, you know, yes. him coming into his own. But like Mr. Lonely, for example. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, oh, there's a, there's that one line where it's like, I'm just like, he's spending all his money on cars, but what else do you want from me? That's the only thing keep, keeping him company. I forgot, I forgot the line. Exactly. It's like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. But either way, either way, it reflects pretty well with what this album as an entirety is about. That's really true. This this whole album can be slimmed up to that one line. Yeah. You know, what's the point of being rich when you wake up alone? He's rich. He's 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 like up in like financially and like in his life in general, but emotionally he's not he's not there. He's missing something. Yeah. He's lonely. He's lonely. He's lonely. He's lonely. Well, why, Michael, what do you think? From when I first listened to the album, I could I just did not remember this song. Damn. You know? okay. um, I listened to this I granted I listened to this album years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh fair. So I didn't really remember I don't remember this album. Oh, not the album. I don't remember the song. Listen, listen to this this song again, like, and it's catchy. Like, you you catch it. You catch the lyrics. It's it's one of those songs where it's like I'm flexing on these hoes, but at what cost? Like, <laughs> one, but at what cost? Like, uh-huh. he has he has a verse where he's like, I bought like the Mavericks. For yeah. anyone who doesn't know, he's referring to the NBA team Dallas Mavericks. He bought the Mavericks. Home of home of yeah. Luka Doncic. And uh-huh. maybe three other good players that I can't think of right now. Damn. Okay. Mavericks. The Mavs. The Mavs. The Mavs are like they're they're eh. they're not bad, but like Loki. Loki kind of don't carry. Don't carry. I'll be honest. Um. But yeah, he's balling. He got bread. He's on top, and he references the Mavericks because he was born and raised, and I think still lives in Texas. I believe mm-hmm. he was not Types born in Texas at all. What? No, he was not. Apparently, he I was, was wrong. In he was born in Syracuse, New York. Uh, but he has lived opposite side Texas. of the concept, bro. <laughs> Basically, wow, wow. when he was nine, he moved to, to Grapevine, Texas. Oh, yes. okay, all right. He moved. There he he moved and lived most of his life there, there but he was born in Man, New York. We are such great hosts. <laughs> we, we 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 clearly we know show our artists. A massive amount of knowledge upon our upon our chosen artists. True, but what what do you got to say about the but, melody, uh, Michael? I like it. You like, like it? It's. I enjoy it. It's, it has. It's soothing to 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 a point mm-hmm. and then it has like this it has this vibe where it's just where it carries along with the lyrics mm-hmm. oh a feeling of of nostalgia he's okay, reminiscing i hear that i hear that he's, he's reminiscing on, on on his past and he's like damn although i have all this bread i wish you were here 
And even though throughout the album, it's just a cycle of him reminiscing the toxic parts of a relationship. Clearly for this song, he's he's acknowledging the good parts that came from that relationship, the, the happy moments. Um, and he and he's and he just wishes that that she would have stayed this even with all the money. Damn. OK. All right. I personally I think this is on the probably on the lower spectrum of enjoyment for me on this uh, on this entire album. I think that this is one of the most more monotonous tracks. I think the melody gets in itself a bit stale and repetitive, especially after that, like second chorus. It just starts sounding the same. And where a lot of posts work throughout this entire album is very complex and is like has so many layers to it. I feel like it, it leans more towards what both of you are saying, that it's more or more specifically what Waiko was saying, that it's more just like a carry through of this like nostalgia. And, and you're right. It does emphasize this sense of sadness. But I would have loved to hear, like, for example, like maybe a beat or what's it called? Like a, a break in between. And then it's just something a lot more, I don't know, a bit more complex. But that's just me. And for being the third track on this entire album, I feel it. Mm, it kind of lost me when I was first listening. I was listening to it recently. But yeah, that's what that's what I gotta just, say. Yeah. Any other like anything else to say though? Uh, I, I feel like this song has one of his most beautiful lines of all time. Oh god, one of one of his most artistic pieces. Go ahead, go sluts grabbing on my nuts. Because <laughs> 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 so, honestly, that feeds into my point about this song in the sense that it's him. He, he's flexing, but he still reminisces about what, like, what could have been if you stayed. Uh-huh. It's like, like plenty, no, plenty sluts have grabbed my nuts, but and none then of them have been you. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> yeah. whoa. The whoa is really tied together. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a baby Keem Kendrick Adler. No, actually. <laughs> as to quote Denji from the popular manga and anime series Chainsaw uh-huh. Man. Yeah. What good are boobs without personality? Oh, he just definitely like said that. He, de- he just. Like me. <laughs> I would love to fact check that, but I'm not reading all the chapters to find that one. That oh one line. God. But yeah, any anything else to say about rich and sad boys? Are, are y'all rich and sad? That's no. Michael, Michael, oh, actually, are, are are you rich? Damn, bro, I was just okay. <laughs> Michael, bring us into your track. Say, well, okay. Just, what, what were you gonna say? Sorry, yeah. Rich and sad. For for what it is, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good song, but it is definitely forgettable. Damn. Okay. How? how that is kind of fair. To to go back to his comments about about the strippers and nuts. I don't know if you guys have been around anywhere, um, oh. in Miami. Yeah. No, but um, been it's just filled with the same bitches. That, that was actually Much that was really good. You coming up? You coming up, bro? You coming up on the transition Thanks. game? What do you got to say about it? Same bitches, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's I think it would be in my top five favorite songs of this album. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say, I don't know who the hell YG is. You know who the <laughs> like, YG is, is, bro? I don't know young, who YG is. Young guy. That is <laughs> that not, God no. That's definitely that is not YG. Uh-huh. That is not what YG stands for at all. Do, do not even you know what YG stands for? No, I do not know what YG stands for. Is it young, stands for young gangster. Young gangster. There we go. Gangster, mm-hmm. but yeah, continue your thing. Sorry, okay. I don't know who YG is. That's uh-huh. it. Okay, so <laughs> YG, so YG is young gangster. Oh, okay. hold on, we find his full name for this. I just saw it, and I think it's a really funny full name. <clears throat> Keenan DeQuan Ray Jackson. He, he is, he is young gangster. <laughs> also, the more known artist on this track, mm-hmm. G Easy. Yeah, 
Yeah. I feel like all of them did a great job on this song. I like mm. I like how everything was composed. The production is great. I like the snares and I like how mm-hmm. everything just flows together great. It's a nice it's a good song and it's it's just like I feel like this is post song commenting about like after this harsh breakup, he's just been, you know, he's just been in and out of flings mm-hmm. and he's just tired of just being in the cycle of the same bitches. Like they just want clout and they got no goals like that's just what it is tired of it which is like i guess it it the best way to relate this would be like if this this is considered a breakup album Mm -hmm. this is like the cycle where he's like bro i've had fling after fling i'm tired of it i want something new all right Mm -hmm. okay okay i I like that take i like Um, that take andres what do you yeah what do you what do you gotta say Uh, okay between all three of them i've listened to yg the least and then Post the most and then Jeezy, not as much. I okay. stopped listening to Jeezy after like most quotes because I didn't. I don't know. I just stopped. I found other artists and I just forgot about Jeezy completely. But he's still, he's still really prevalent. Really, mm-hmm. no, yeah, because yeah, I always see, I always see him on like a bunch of of like really popular artist tracks. But go on, go on. Sorry, I I, I forgot where I was going with this. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. So uh-huh. so you know. So this is this is a song that I feel like Jeezy and YG really help change the tone of the album in a sense because the rest of the, the rest of the album except for the exclusion of Tommy Lee on his song mm-hmm. we're adding a more rock punk uh, type of vibe yeah the, the, the entire album as a whole is more kind of like downplayed pop downplayed hip hop if that makes sense yeah but this song has a more sinister tone because of specifically the instrumentals yeah yeah it has a more has, yeah. a, has, a, has a really has a really sinister tone it does. like th- this is this, this is some, this is some some, some devious activity going on. Some mischievous, some, some mischievous planning. <laughs> something amiss. There is something amiss. Something amiss. <laughs> oh, but go on, sorry. So, first of all, so quick note, this is the first time that GEZ and YG have ever collabed with Post Malone, like all three of them together, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty interesting because if you if you would have told me that those three are making a song together with what I know about them, that wouldn't make sense to me at all. That would sound really bad, low-key. It's because... G Easy is is a rapper, but he's more he's more vocal. Yeah, and he doesn't he, he doesn't he doesn't really show that sensibility that Post Malone has especially on this album. And YG, I just don't know enough of what from what I have heard. I just don't really know. I don't know. He, he's he's much more aggressive than the other two. It's like it will it, it, be clashing in my head. But this is I was wrong. I admitted I was wrong. This is a this is a great song. Amen. It's Amen. It, it, I was right. This this song is villainous to to a to a T. Villainous. This is man. This is this is a this hater is, classic. This is a what? I, I, I would say so, Michael. It's a certified hater, hater classic. classic. I okay. Let me let me uh, just give my thoughts really quickly. This, go ahead, go ahead, this right here, this track has my favorite instrumental out of the entire album. For some reason, I I don't know how to describe that. That's it brings some like it brings you kind of back to like. Short of the traditional style of rap in a way where it's this very simplistic yet very, like, what's it called? A very 808 oriented uh, instrumental. And then everyone just kind of mm. goes on it and like just flows on it so hard. It, it, the, this, this track just evokes a sensation of I'm that guy. I'm really confident. It, for, every, for every sense of the word, this song is hard. I, I, I can't emphasize how much I love this track. And for being... Like, I feel like one of the few songs that actually delves into like full rap and like that whole really trap hip hop oriented like uh, style that we haven't really seen much in the entire album. This is like the the key. This is the focal point. This is the track. I agree. 
So, so yeah, yeah if, if y'all are looking for that, this is the track. Weichel, do you this think is this track. is more of a, an off-the-grid situation where everyone puts in their... Or everyone in the group project just kind of works on it equally? I'd say so. I feel right. like this is a very, very equal, equal-leveled project. Um, Would you like to know a trivia fact about okay, this? Yeah, uh, yes, uh, please. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Same Bitches, uh-huh. song released by Post Malone, was first previewed on Twitter, right? Uh-huh. It was just a snippet. It was just a little piece of the song. Yeah. Do you want to know how it was previewed? Uh, on no. SoundCloud or something like that. On Twitter. So Mr. Post Malone. Well, yes, it was on Twitter, but Mr. Post Malone. Oh. Uh-huh. Right. He had ordered Postmates. He had ordered some food. <laughs> no way. He was getting some delicious eats. Uh-huh. Want to know how we tipped the driver? With an unreleased track. With a copy of the album. No That's way. so genius. Before, so before it released. And that's a, yeah, before it, was, before it released. The, wow. This song was previewed. Bro, that guy sells okay. that. That is like million dollars right there. Wow. Million dollars. Bro, that's, actually, having, that's so cool. That's actually insane. Like, Can you imagine delivering uh-huh. like a McDonald's to a house? You live in McDonald's to a house? You don't know. Baby Keeve opens off. the door. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 like you knock on the door, whatever. Yeah, pulls me for Austin. And, and then he again, like, low key puts his hand up for the tip. And he slaps him with a CD or some shit. <laughs> you know what it like, No, no, no. He gives him like yeah, a yeah, USB. He's like, you, you, no, no, you'll thank you, me when you, you get see home. In the corner? Play that on your VTR. <laughs> play it on, on the way back. You look, you, you look in the house, you see Sway Lee, YG, G Easy. Like, oh, yeah, a lot of people on this album. You see, you see, 20, you, see Nicki Man, you see Nicki Minaj in the back. You see Nicki Minaj in the back throwing it back for 21 Savage. <laughs> you see, you see G Easy just painting his nails or some shit. And he's like, damn, shit, the Avengers hideout. We had the LA Avengers hideout. Oh, that's, that is, that, that's, that's, that's actually that's really a, good that's trivia. A, that's really cool. Oh that's, a, that's a great trivia. Yeah, anything, anything else to say about, anything else to say about the, the, the track? I think we covered it. I think we covered it. Yeah, All right. Much. Let's get into the second cycle, boys. We yes. were over now, but now we better. We better now. Better now yeah. off of, <laughs> off of beer bong. A little weak. A little weak. I know, but like I, I told week. you, I'm not William. Better Now True. is, I think it, this is the, aside from Rockstar, this is the breakout track off of this entire album. I guarantee you, I, to, to the audience, I, I guarantee you. The five singles that came out from this album. Yeah, this is one of them. And I, can, them. I, I, I can check what the, I can check what the analytics, what the most popular song is. Yeah, but go, getting into my takes. No, no, actually, no, yeah, the breakout hit is Rockstar. Yes. Yeah, the breakout I hit is Rockstar, margin. but this track is oddly going with the whole theme of Heartbreak. This is a Heartbreak track, but it's like an unabashedly Heartbreak track as Pierce, as Poe appears. Yeah. As Post goes on to reminisce, like, you know, his ex, the, that, probably that girl that we were talking about earlier, saying things like, you th- probably think that you're better now. You only say that because I'm not around. You know I never meant to let you know I never meant to let you down. There we go. There you go. The instrumental, honestly, <laughs> that took me like third times the charm. Man, with that, I know you can never sing. No, you can never rap. <laughs> you actually, you actually. I like this song, dude. I like this song so much. The instrumental is probably it's probably my favorite aside from same bitches and and maybe maybe Rockstar, but the core or the core of it comes from this really eerie and very distant guitar, like the consistent 808s and the sections with the the chorus. The, the the part that I mentioned that I stumbled so much with. I, I love this track so much. But uh but Michael, what do you gotta say about Better Now? This is I the song is great. This is? This oh song, dude. 
<laughs> this is a song. Uh-huh. This, this is, is a song. A song great. On the album. No, I like this album. Mm-hmm. Um, you like this album? Yeah, no, we all do. Bro. <laughs> I, like this album. I, I, I like. I this think song. you made that well, very well clear why you like this album. I I can I kind of appreciate this. I kind of appreciate this because it's like he's out here trying to say like you think you're better now. You think you're on top just because I'm out. Mm-hmm. No, trust. No, even though he has regrets, even though he has regrets about how the relationship went down. Yeah, and he would have done whatever. I feel like. At the end of it, he still he still feels like he's on top. The whole agree, the whole purpose of the song the whole purpose of the song is is that he's speaking from the perspective of his ex, and then and that he and that he's like, oh, she must think that he that she's better now just because Post is out. And even though he would have done anything, he would have done anything to try to make the, make the relationship work. I'm glad it didn't because honestly, the song is fire. Damn, bro, you, you be, Post better stay down so, so he keeps on making these albums, bro. Better. Bro, honest, honestly, hey, I'm all praying I'm saying, on his downfall for the greater good <laughs> of the music industry. We need to bring him back. Like, I'm a bad guy, but I'm not a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, uh, Satan. Yeah, but I like it. The beat, the beat is very like cyclical. Like it's just in a constant cycle, and it's not not. There's nothing in here that is particularly like out of this world, but it blends well. And it works great with the lyrics. Honestly, I like each verse. I like the chorus. It could have used a feature. I don't know who could be through on this. I don't know about that one. I kind of disagree with that one. I don't. I, I, I think, think that this yeah, is a song. It should remain a solo. I, I think this is a song that's. It should remain a solo because this is like one of the more personal songs. Like he's directly talking about how the relationship has affected him. I think that it should be. It should stay a single. A single artist track. Also, I you just realized. I mean? uh, a, in in episode editors note, I realized I said that same bitches and same bitches is my favorite instrumental. Then I just said better now is my favorite instrumental. Same bitches yeah, is my favorite. favorite. Same bitches is my favorite instrumental. This is my second favorite. Just that that ah, quick, cool. so I don't have to redo it in, in post. Uh, but go go on. What were you gonna say, man? This is this is this is definitely the first song that I heard off the entire album. I believe I heard it on the radio. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But this is <laughs> probably. I wouldn't be surprised. This song is man. This song just really encapsulates the entire feeling of the entire album. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Better now is man. Oh man, I'm like I'm not losing my train of thought. You blanking right like, now? I know. I'm not blanking either. I, I know what I want to say, but uh-huh. I can't put it towards. I don't know why. Just okay. <sighs> Breathe. There. In, in and out. Okay. There you go. So when he's talking, when he's talking about the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how it has affected him. He believes that both people in the relationship, him and his ex girlfriend, felt the same way. In the, in the sense of like how, how they feel about the, the breakup. And he feels that both of them are, are, play, are like playing a game. Not playing a game, but like they're, they're pretending that they still have feelings for each other. Yeah. Just to, so that one of them is better. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah, when you break up with someone. Like you literally just. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the viewers like, that could have seen. When you break up with. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't think it was it. When you break up with someone, mm-hmm. you. If. The person who still has feelings for the other one is usually the one that takes that L. Because yeah. I mean, that means that they're still chasing after you, even though you you broke it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what he's trying to insinuate. He's trying to insinuate that they're both pretending to have feelings for each other so that the other one can win. And it can be the it can be better now. But he's admitting that he's in the song. He's admitting that he's not. He's not really better now. He's he's showing that weakness, which is why I, I feel like this now. has to be a solo track. But that's kind of like a double entendre. Because like you can take it as that as that that whole like competition for who is better now, or he can actually genuinely be saying that he's better now. That that he's yeah, gone through it, that. It, it that really segment. could be the one. Yeah, it could be. It could be that he's lying to the to the audience. He could be an unreliable narrator. 
in the sense that he's saying that he's he's saying that he's better now. <laughs> we might be overthinking this. No, 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 no. We're going too deep. We're no, opposed no, no. He might he might think he's thinking that, but no, <laughs> that's what he wants you to think. Uh-huh. But no, but analyzing the red curtain, actually, actually, but uh, but all in all, uh, I I really like this track. It's it's very obvious why this is the breakout or the second breakout track yeah. of this album. Although I will admit that the the instrumental in general, like the general tone of this album, does eventually get a little repetitive throughout the album. And again, I th- I do think that that is a, a direct result of the length of this album. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the songs could have been cut Ooh. just because they're the same as can other you, songs. Can you give us an tone. example? Okay, let me let me let me let me let me, let me, let me take a peek. Take no, a no, we're probably gonna quick. forget this by the end of the episode. We're just gonna delve into it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, blame it on me. I think you could probably cut. It has the same essential connotation as better now. Not better now. As um, rich and sad. They they both are pretty much the same in yeah, terms of what they're trying to insinuate. Yeah. So one of them could be cut, honestly. Other side, kind of the same scenario. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into all of them because uh, we're gonna waste time. But I, I do feel that in general, the song does have some unnecessary tracks in terms of what it's trying to, in terms of the meaning of the overall. All right. But I think right. with that, gentlemen. Yeah, we should move on. We can move toward the next track. Bring us, bring us your transitions. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Why do I have a picture of Aki from Chainsaw Man on my computer? What? What? I don't know. I don't know. I had a picture of Aki from Chainsaw Man on my computer, like opening a tab. I don't know audience, why. what that is. We've got, we've got some good Chainsaw Man references today. True. True. Two in one episode. Uh, Aki is the protagonist of Chainsaw Man, as Sarah's books open his his copy. He's copy of Chainsaw Man. I own every single one of them, bro. No, you don't just don't. have this. one, two. Shouldn't have said that. Uh, wait, where's three? Ah, wait, where's no three? way! No, there's no way I lost. Okay, no, 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 never mind, never mind. It was just color coded correctly, incorrectly. Four. Anyways, uh, the reason I have Aki on my computer is because I'm gonna dress up as for Halloween. So no way, I you have a reference. You yeah, copycat! Oh my god! What? You actual copycat! He said it last night. No way! No way! What do you mean? What? Okay, well, who, who did play, you tell me? I'm, I'm playing with you. I'm playing. I'm doing yeah, nothing. Uh-huh, go on, go on. Go on. What are you saying? Yeah, I completely forgot what we were doing. Um, okay. so you were doing a transition. So, I feel like, as I was saying, that... Stop waving your chainsaw man around. I have God. all of them. As, as we were saying with Richard Sad, uh, Post is, has a lot of wealth, but he doesn't have anyone to share it with. Yeah. He wants to have someone there with him. Someone to spoil his night. Yeah. Oh. I don't want to talk about spoiling my night. Okay. That's pretty right. Okay. Pretty right, pretty right. Not my best work, but whatever. I think what I can get. Could be better. So, Spoil My Night is also the first collaboration between Sway Lee and Post Malone, which is interesting. This, unlike the prior uh, YG and g yeah, I think that Sway Lee and Post Malone are incredibly good together. And like, in my head, they sound a lot, they sound really, really good and I was right. Well, I mean, they this one just... Uh-huh. No, because they go ahead. No, I mean, they literally collab in like one of the best tracks of like 2019. The so far. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like since this album came before, this is a nice little preview. It's a preview of what was to come. Yeah, which ended up being again, yes, one of the greatest songs that they've worked on, and probably one of the greatest songs of the Spider Verse soundtrack of that year. I think it might that year, in my opinion. 
was that was I like the anthem. To, that was like the, peak the of, anthem. Of, of the track list of 2019. But I don't know. I mean, but, uh-huh. go on. This this track is a little different than the others because it doesn't have like any villainous connotations. It isn't like punk rock with Tommy Lee. This is a bit more of an upbeat kind of track. Yeah. yeah. The the instrumentals in the background are a little more bubbly, a little more bouncy in the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more. I don't know. I don't know the technical term for it. I guess it is kind of the snare, it's but upbeat. it's. Yeah. It's a beat, yeah. It's like the, the snare in the background is a lot more bouncy. It has more more oomph to it, if that makes sense. And I feel like that's because it's showing the cycle of the breakup. You know, it's like you're. Because granted, this is the it's one of the first songs on the track. I mean, on the track on the album. This is the second song on the album. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is the the to quote Celis the the braggadocious track on this album. Braggadocious. This is. <laughs> You use that word more than any other person that I know, bro. I've never said that, but okay. You literally said it on "Call Me If You Get Lost." Did I? Yes. Thank more you. than once. It, "Call Me If You Get Lost." Yes. I, I wasn't on that, that episode. Never mind. Probably. I know you used it before. I know, I know you used it before. Fun little editor's note: I have skimmed through most of our season one and season two episodes. I have not said "braggadocious," but you know who has? Your lovely co-host, Andres. Check out episode five. If you're reading this, is too late. Minute ten. I don't remember what travel was. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Uh-huh. It'll come. Yes. Point. It'll come back. It'll come to you in a dream. So uh-huh. I guess I'm not gonna be dreaming about you. Don't say that. So this track, this whole track, is Sway Lee and Post Malone talking about talking about their nights filled with 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 women, talking about their money, talking about talking about the racks, the bands that they got. But the problem is that whenever whenever the <laughs> This whole track is the meme of like the guys like, yo, where the hose at? And then it's like, when the hose arrives, it's a guy like, just like hiding in the corner. Like, yeah, this, this, this whole track me. is basically when the hose actually arrives. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's totally talking about, totally talking about like they, they have all these nice photos, like there's constantly they're around women and whatever. But whenever they're around these women, their feelings for the people that they actually want uh, interfere with that good time with these yeah. other women. But like so, to me, it's I don't know why I'd like to like just contrast that. I get the sensation like, that Post is more like like that's what the track is like all those feelings that they have for the person because she he mentions uh, the, a girl that he has back at home, but then there's this really attractive girl that he's talking to at the club, and and right. those thoughts are just coming in. It's like damn, bro, just don't don't spoil my night. That whole sensation Fair. of like I know what I'm doing is wrong, but like at the same time, you know things are happening. But yeah, I I really like this track. I think it's a, I think it's a, what's it called? It's a really good collaboration. The chemistry with these two is just amazing. The instrumental doesn't really speak out too much to me. I think it sounds similar to a lot of other tracks that Post has uh, like produced. And it just, it, in my opinion, it kind of sounds like one of the more generic instrumentals. That's just me. But Fair. I think, I think the duo just Fair. makes up for it. I think it just, it, it's definitely one of the highlights out of this album, uh, out of the collabs. I mean, but Michael, what do you think? I want to say that I feel like the reason why these two work together so well is that they're both pretty similar in in terms of art in terms of artistry. Like they both have R and B style tracks, and their vocals are pretty similar. Not that they're identical, but in the sense that they flow together perfectly because their genres and their artistry overlap in such a great way. Sunflowers was was a, is a great example of that. Yeah, and I agree with you. This instrumental is. A bit on the generic side, but I feel like with with the message of this song and with Post and Sway Lee, I feel like it was designed to complement them. 
yeah. as opposed to create something that would be more unique, more um, a little bit more out there, more creative. If that would have worked, I felt like it would not have um, been optimal for the two of them. Yeah. And I feel like Sway Lee, I think he's my favorite feature in this album. All right. All right. Valid. And mm-hmm. I like it. I just like, I like how Sway Lee comes into the chorus. I like his verse. Everything about this is just a great song. On the generic side, yes. And I can understand why this album got pretty mixed reviews. Because although all the songs individually are good, they're very repetitive. All right. And this kind of this kind of this kind of does um, a good example for that. Okay. All right. We we hear your take loud and clear, Michael. You hate this album, apparently. God damn. L L R. But yeah, anything else to say about spoil my night, boys? Don't spoil our nights. Don't spoil my night. What would what would spoil your night, Andres? If you're having a great oh, time. Dude. I don't know. Uh, the hose arriving. I don't know. <laughs> All right. What what track we got next? Our next track. Okay. Our next track is me well i don't know apparently Finish andres, the cycle? finishing the cycle apparently andres um would get have his night spoiled i feel like i actually andres i feel like you would feel like a rock star if you had to bro why are you why are you good this episode bro? if i could overcome the overwhelming fear of talking to women then goddamn right there you go all right why go get into it get into it rock star is is the most popular single that bounced off this album mm-hmm. it features um British sensation 21 savage British sensation on on, on his majesty's <laughs> on his majesty on his majesty uh-huh yeah this album they're not some this song in particular was everyone in the radio I don't think you could have gone yeah. I don't think you could have found the radio station in 2018 that, played, that did yeah that played English music because like I don't think you're gonna find this on a fucking Spanish station obviously <laughs> no bro they translated to <laughs> Spanish bro <laughs> bad bunny over that rock star but uh-huh. this True. Track, they changed this the feature. This track was was and still is a really popular, a really great song. I like the beat. It has this very slow tempt um drums in the back. And it works well. And I and it transitions great into 21's verse. Yeah. I think okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on this track now. Have either of you seen the video for Rockstar? Music the, the music yes. video? Yeah, I have. No, I have not. You haven't? No, I'm not oh. liking on music videos, to be honest. It is an entire four minutes of 21 Savage and Post Malone just killing people with katanas. It is it's so true. good. There's like, I think there's like a reference to, to Kill Bill when both, or when, when Post is like, yeah. there's like a segment. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah they just so kill both bro. I, that has to be, it has to go down as one of the hardest music videos of all time. But speaking on the track. I think I'm gonna go back on my word and say that 21 and Post just go so well hand in hand in this track. Like the chemistry that these two have, I have never heard a more seamless transition from a one artist to the other than this track. This is just like the definition of it. You have this really good juxtaposition where 21 Savage delves into this very monotone, very dry, dull verse, you know, his usual flow. And- Compared to to Post's very flourishing vocals, he gets into this really high vocal range every time that just kind of impresses me. Alongside that, let me speak about the instrumental because I've been hyping up the instrumental about this song for like for the entire episode, basically. It just sounds so eerie and so like, I don't know how you say like cold. I, I don't know how you'd say, there's a word for it. I'm gonna pull a willy and like, just think about the, but it's just kind of indifferent. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's just so like in your own, like in your own bag. 
in your own like okay. lane. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's just so good. Yes. But uh, but Andres, what, what do you got to say about Rockstar? Man, so I know Wego said that the uh, Sway Lee, in his opinion, the Sway, uh, the Sway Lee feature was the best feature on the album. Mm-hmm. I see that. I see that bet, and I raise him a twenty-one Savage. Savage is a feature can't miss, bro. True, that is so true. This is I've always stood by that, and I, I, I have literally never been wrong. That is so true. I think I you know what? Never been wrong. We've had this. We had this discussion before that Wayne is the best feature artist, but I think it's twenty-one Savage now. No, really, no. twenty-one. 21 is 21 is 21 bro we got saying, cash and cash out we got the knife talk and then we got jimmy cooks yeah, jimmy jimmy cooks really really, really yeah good. but and then um, 21 uh-huh. is making an entire collab album with drake which i am absolutely excited which about and even the out, uh-huh. which would have come out already it would have come out yesterday if it wasn't for but baby keem if it wasn't for our lord and savior <laughs> two phone baby hakeem bro dropping melodic blue deluxe you know what now that you mentioned it a, a, a quick a quick derail. No, we can't. Uh-huh. As, as a baby Kimi, as our local baby Kimi. Really quickly, really quickly. Give us like a two sentence review on Melodic Blue Deluxe. Great songs. Killstreak is the best song in, in there. Oh, Uzi's yeah. feature was great. Don Toliver's feature was great. Listen to it. Uh, baby Kimi better. All right. All right. Yes. Boys. Uh-huh. Yeah. As you all, as both of you may know, I'm a big 21 Savage enjoyer. Mm-hmm. I love Taco Savage, even his solo work and not his features. Like besides that, I just feel like incredible. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. And this song specifically, fantastic. Although something to note, actually, some some cool fun facts. So uh Rockstar actually broke the record for holding the number one spot on Spotify's global chart because it it uh it was on it was on the top of the the list for 108 days. Damn. The the song that held the record beforehand. Was Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. There's no way, bro. <laughs> no, serious. You know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, that was like probably the most popular track of 2018. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna look at it right now, but I, I swear to God, uh, that song is still on that list, bro. There's no I'm so serious. I'm right? So serious. No, on 2018 or just right now? No, now. No, that's probably a bad I'm money like, track n- or a weekend track. Oh, not like the top of the list, but it's probably still on the list, is what I'm saying. Probably, yeah, you're right. But Michael, well, like any, any other notes you got to say about ever. Rockstar? If you want to feel like that guy, you can thank 21 Savage. Amen. Amen. He's a really big character. Michael, can you go on Can you go on record saying that you didn't like 21 Savage? I, yeah, I didn't like 21 Savage. Can, can you give like, the, the redemption for that? Bro, at first it was Baby Keem. Now it's now and it's then, <laughs> now it's twenty one. First, no, 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 no. First it was Range Brothers as a whole. Oh, true, like, just true. Range Brothers. And then because of the top of the morning park, that was stupid. And now he does it more often than we do. That's so true. And now it's all the twenty one Savage. Actually, you're welcome. So, Don't work. Really quick, Michael. Michael, just going to you. Is this your favorite track off the entire album? I'd say. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd be really, I mean, really thinking about it. <laughs> Take you probably some time to think. I think. Take some time to think. Oh, go ahead. I think this other side and ninety-two are in my top three. All right, all right. No, in none, that order. None in particular, or that. No particular order. All right, so those oh, are all top one. All right, beautiful, perfect. I right. will say this is my favorite song on the album. Really? Okay. I will say this is my favorite song on the album. Okay. Is it biased? I will admit a little bit, but not that much. For what? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But, but I will admit, it, even without him, this song just it, man, it just it just exudes that 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 like kind of night out 
feel. That's so true. Yeah. Is this a nice is this a rolling with the windows down? <laughs> oh my god. No, bro. Not at all. In fact, this is this is more pulling up to the club, looking sharp. Uh huh. Okay. New record shop playlist to be made. Songs yeah. to, that you used to pull up to the club. Okay. <laughs> there we go. We made a new category, <laughs> today, bro. All right, new category you, throughout the entire our, season. Our only, our only other category. Literally, both of you. Throughout, um, this is a mission I'm giving to both of you. Both of you what? say that for every single episode for a track that makes you feel like that. Yes, that makes you feel okay. like pulling up to the club. We'll, we'll see what we can do to work with with Willie's albums. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's true. That's gonna be tough, but y'all will find it. I trust y'all. True. No, nothing else pulling to say up, about Rockstar pulling Boys. Up, pulling up to the club and with with Olivia Rodrigo in the background, bro. But yeah, no, nothing else to say about Rockstar, right? I don't nothing. know. All right, let's go. Let's just jump into it. Ninety-two Explorer. This is one of the singles, right? Or am I wrong? Damn, couldn't, even, yeah, couldn't, couldn't even try, huh? I'm not, uh, dude. Check all of our episodes. I don't do transitions. I I hate I, I hate them. This that's like your thing. That's is, and now Weichel's thing apparently. This is not a uh, a single. So this was not one of the singles. I would have imagined that it was, but no, it isn't. Okay. Give you the singers. The singers is Rockstar. Uh huh. Annie Paint, Psycho, Ball for Me, and Better Now. All right. Okay. Well, I feel like this should have. Been, if, if this was a single, I, I feel like it would have skyrocketed in popularity a lot more. Probably to me. Well, just probably in general, this is either the like the, either the second most, third most, or probably most reasonably fourth most recognized song off of the entire album. What makes it so catchy for me is just that chorus. The the whole the the whole ooh ooh baby ooh baby. <laughs> I think True. I think to me what makes what makes it stand out so much and makes it one of the most definitive tracks on the entire album. It, it's just that chorus. It's it's one of the best choruses on the entire album. And, and aside from like Rockstar, Psycho, like you know, those very chorus oriented songs. We got London on the track. He, he's the main we got London on the track. <laughs> he's the he's main producer. And he's on the track and he's the, the the source of this track's distinction, in my opinion. But the track has this kind of like oddly pop sensation to it with this really upbeat. And <laughs> I, I put this in my note in parentheses. Don't say this. But this very pop. I'm, I'm going to say it but like with this really upbeat and quirky instrumental <laughs> oh my with God. this very plucky, <laughs> with this very plucky synth. And, and this really unique percussion. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a like I don't know how you say it. Like like you, you guys know what, what a like, like a you eating something like gobbling something <laughs> down. What the hell was that? Do you guys know what a I, I know Michael. You might know what this is. Like the thing where they like like go up and down. It's like a little thing. It's called like a, a, a guido. Like a yes, it's called a guido. Yes, yes you're right. A guido. Like that. That's why did you assume I wouldn't know that? I have one in my house. You have one in your house. No way. No, no, we're not going to segue this entire episode for this. But <laughs> either way, I just want to get it to me. You are thinking about a cheese grater, the cheese grater. No, literally, actually. But to me, this track just encapsulates what Post Malone sound really is like a bit of melody, a bit of rap, a lot of ad libs and then so much more. And you mix it all up and you just get this absolute banger. Well, Michael, what do you think about the track? What do you think about 92 Explorer? Andres is on his way with the Guido. No way! Wait, okay, play it for the play for the record shop, please for for our lovely listeners. <laughs> play it for please our listeners. That. Had uh-huh. it made by an artisan in Colombia because I went over there to like an artisan's market. Uh huh. And they were selling it. I don't know how to play, play it. it. But I had play it. it for the crowd. All right, I got it. I got it. Close the mic. Uh huh. We can't hear it. We, we cannot yeah. hear it. My mic will pick it up. It doesn't matter. Uh huh. But I have it for the people. 
You can't hear. That's so sad. You can't hear it. Because hold on, let me see. Because I have, I know I have Discord. Just imagine like so a like a like I'm, I'm flipping oh, pages no, no, right now. Like because I have I have depression activated on Discord. Hold on, normal moment. The white will get into what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I damn. to London being on this track. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you remember this particular verse. There's a particular line in the chorus. Ooh, yuck me up. I don't want no romancing. Uh huh. Yeah, that's on the chorus. So, so yuck me up, right? Is <laughs> Is can, can you elaborate? British, is British slang, right? Really? No as, way. as you guys may know, since London is on this track, of course you had to incorporate some British slang. Yuck me up okay. is the British equivalent of give me head. Uh, really? I it would have been like dap me up or something like that, but no. <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope we have some British listeners because this is really funny to talk about. Bro, <laughs> is that really what that means? Yeah, according to Genius, in British slang, uck or yuck me up means to give head. Most like many other rappers, doesn't want to fall in love. He just wants to feel the pleasure. We did. better way to feel pleasure. <laughs> I love how they derived that from that one line. <laughs> Post uh, actually doesn't want to feel, like a deep romantic wow. collection. He just wants to get his head. <laughs> okay. But yeah, what are you gonna say about the track? Uh, the track, Michael. I like it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like. I like the instrumental. It has this very. It has this is this is a fun feel to it. Like it has yeah. this this. I, that might be the instrument you guys are talking about, but it has just this thing where it just fades in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the chorus. I like the lines. Some trivia for you: this song, "92 Explorer," is named after one of Post, one of Post Malone's vehicles, a 1992 Ford Explorer that he had pimped out. I was gonna say that, that is bro. correct. I even had a pic- I even had a picture ready, bro. <laughs> How are you gonna show <laughs> the people the picture, you idiot? Oh, he was. You would have showed it to us. No, can you can you describe the, <laughs> can you describe the picture? What the hell is up with the door, bro? He bro. put diagonal. Bro, he put Lambo doors on the forty. Bro, the verticality of those doors. Lambo doors. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's nine speakers. No, in the trunk of my car. The worst part. The worst part of this is that in the picture, Post Malone is barefoot. He's, he's got the shoeless. dogs out, bro. He's got the dogs he's got out the... on concrete. No, and, and look at it. Look at his expression. He looks like a proud father. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, this, the, this is my word. Dude, his his dogs barking in that picture. Oh my God, bro. God, damn. I don't understand why you need such a so many speakers for one car. <laughs> Look at those tires at all. Look at those yantas, bro. Look at that. Look at the ribs. No, no, que le importa la verga la llanta, bro. What is this door? I don't understand. It's not. <laughs> how do these doors open, bro? He, bro, he got Lambo doors. He got Lambo doors. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, Michael. Because they, they would, like, okay. If, if the doors were. Yeah, Lambo doors man. open straight up. I understand that, but they, they don't look like they're going straight up. They look like they're, yeah. like, instead, of, instead of opening yeah, like see. this, they're, they're, opening, they're opening like this. Bro, they're bro, opening to a fourth dimension. dimension. They're, they're they're opening like private jet doors that they they open downwards at their stairs leading out. He just has the Y equals MX plus B. No, doors. actually, bro, he got the Z axis yeah, doors. Bro. Slope <laughs> intercept doors. What the fuck? Is there a speaker on the door? Wait, there's no yes. way. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh my I god! So the purple rim. Oh my fucking god! There's so many speakers, bro. That, there's Dude, no need for that. Many this speakers. would cause vibrations to summon an earthquake. No, actually. Uh, Andres, Anyways, what do you got to talk about? Uh, what, what do you got to say about 92 Explorer? Oh my god! Oh my god! What a headache! 
This is like this door is such a geometric anomaly. It's giving me a headache. Oh, actually. Anyways, uh, fucking Nine to Explorer is a song that, as as uh, Weko has explained with the the uh, the British slang, they had a lot of fun with this track. Yeah, it seems, it, seems like, it seems like they had a lot of fun on this track. Yeah, this is another one of those songs that's pretty more upbeat, just like um, what's Uh, what the fuck? Uh, Spell my night. I almost said out for the night. That's a twenty minutes out song. Uh, Spell my night. They have a they have a similar upbeat, you know, like tone to them. If that makes sense. Yeah. And obviously, he's talking about the night to explore, which he's pimped out. It's him again, like kind of flexing his wealth, showing off that you know he's having a lot more fun now. He's he's moving on a little more. Is at the very least either he's moving on a little more or he's got to the point where the relationship has hurt him so much that he's developing spending bad spending habits. I, I like to think that he's getting better and now he's having more fun with his friends, yeah. such as the man himself, London on the track. Well, but uh, I don't know about you, uh-huh. but I, just looking yes. at this Ford Explorer, I think that's a, I think those are great spending habits. Honestly, true good investment. True good investment. Very if you, if you, Bro, imagine, imagine there's not enough space and you have to go in the back. <laughs> You're just condemned. Bro, like, that, that has to be fun. That has, that has to be a fun whip for like road trips, right? Because like no matter what, no, did the music is busing, bro. Oh yeah, like but the, the problem is. The, the problem is, if, A, you have no space for any of your luggage if it's like a long road trip. That's so true, though. <laughs> because because <laughs> if you put your luggage in the back, the whole ride you're looking flying across the car because they're going to be thrown off by the vibration of these massive speakers. So, and oh. B, who are you bringing with you? A ghost? Who's going to fit in this bro, car? This, that just, this, I just realized bro, this, this car, car is basically, bro, this what car is, is a big car. That's an yeah, ample amount of space. Yeah, but like 50% of the car is covered in speakers. Bro, this car is basically just a glorified speaker. <laughs> like, that's my point. Uh, that's my beef. It's just a mobile speaker, bro. <laughs> bro, imagine you. Imagine yeah, you just, do a set, dude. Imagine you do a set with that. Oh my god! Tyler Brown, Can you imagine Post brings it bring out? Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Like, he brings it out, like, like Tyler's rules, bro. Dude, that would actually be fire. Okay, yeah, but, but any, we're talking about this too much. Anything else to say about Nine Two Explain? I mean, yeah, there the really isn't much to talk about. This song is just him, you know, flexing his wealth. His rock star lifestyle with his 92 Explorer. That's kind of it. That's all, all it is. All right. I think with that, on to, on to the, the penultimate track. Gentlemen, I know, I know that, uh, I know that we've been talking a lot about breakups. We've been talking about them trying to be better than the other person, how to deal with that relationship. But it's very clear that despite all the wealth, despite all the flex, despite London being on the track, despite, <laughs> despite him having the 92 Explorer, Despite like the yuck, mountain. Despite the mad yuck that he's getting, besides all these hoes tugging on his nuts. Yuck! <laughs> I love how this is going full it's circle clear. with all the references. It's it's cl- <laughs> it's very clear that despite all this, Post Malone wants her to stay. He wants someone to stay. Everyone talk about stay. So this is a song that this is I believe this is one of the later songs in the track. It's the twelfth song. So there's still quite a few songs after this, but either way. This is the most different song on the album. This is the most independent track on the album. This could have been a very well its own single, yeah. and it would have had, in a sense, nothing to do with the album. And that is mainly in part for the instrumental. There is n- basically no hip hop influence in the instrumental. It's just post and an acoustic guitar. That's pretty much it. I agree. There's not a lot else in the instrumental. And as I stated before, 
in previous episodes, and I know I said it in the last in the Olivia Rodrigo episode, simplicity truly is something that you can use more. It can be more beautiful than a lot of instrumentals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Song like I'm trying to think of a song with a lot of with a lot of uh, instrumental focus, uh, like Dial It by Cardi, something like that. Uh-huh. Like, like 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 Vamp Anthem or something. Something with a lot of like a lot of instrumentals, a lot of you know bells and whistles in the actual production. This the song that'll have more emotional resonance and more influence on a person. Be a song like this, like they, which is just just an acoustic guitar. The, the the point is. This song is beautiful. So this is a, this song is once again talking about uh, posts struggling in relationship. This is specifically he's talking about staying in one. So this is a little different than the others because the others talk about already being broken up and trying to deal with the consequences of that. He's talking he's talking about specifically the fact that he can't stay in one at all because they, it's theorized that he wrote this song. He wrote the song while him and his girlfriend actually separated. Mm-hmm. It's a theory. No one knows if that's true or not, but it is important. I just, I I don't really have a lot to say on the song. That isn't really me just like repeating myself at this point. Yeah. But the song, the song really doesn't have a lot to it, and I feel like that works to the benefit. This is this is a song that I feel was necessary just for the tone of the album, but could have also been taken off completely, and it wouldn't really have affected anything. No, but it's I think it leans towards. Yeah, it, le- it leaned more towards, uh, in my opinion, like a necessary addition. Because I mm-hmm. feel like without a track like this, the whole album would have sounded kind of like, like, I don't know, like a feigned sort of like, I'm trying to, like, I'm getting over it. It's, it's like above me or what's it called? It's like beneath me or whatever. You get this oddly, like, very human and very down to earth reflection off of this track. I love it so much. I think if there is a track, I think this is probably to me one of his most melodic and just excellent showcases of his vocal range. Guys, Post is a really good singer. Like, yes. Just listening yes. to this track, bro. The man has got chords. That guy can sing. And I, I don't know if he does this like actually in his shows, but like if, if he can, that's like genuinely impressive. This alongside uh, that one song that he did for the Pokemon album <laughs> are really oh God, good, are really good showcases of his, uh, of, his, of his vocal range. I love it so much. And not to put too much emphasis because you've already just like cleared it out, Andres. The the yes. instrumental is just like, you know, it's very down to earth. It's very basic. And I think, yeah, like I said earlier, if there's a if there wasn't a track like this, then the whole the whole album would have kind of just sounded a bit hollow, in my opinion. But Waiko, what do you think? Just just to toggle back onto um that onto that Pokemon album. That was oh, one no. of the few actual <laughs> good right. songs that uh-huh. came out of that album. You're not rocking with the little Yachty track, bro. Stop. Nah, get out of here. Bro. No. <laughs> but yeah, what are you gonna say about the song? Uh like I like it. I like I like the acoustic feels to it. I feel like this is one of the songs that actually sticks out the most. Mm-hmm. Just from easily, just yeah. Pieces. The guitar just flows perfectly and I like how how Post is singing. This is just raw singing. Very little to no filters applied to this to augment how he sounds. I like it. It's just a good a good song. This is a good acoustic song. I wish you would have had a, maybe one more song like this on the album. Yeah, yeah. But I really appreciate the song. The lyrics are nice, and or, and it's it's interesting because this is like this song is like the definition of a rough patch. Yeah, because it's like that's very that's a really good in, take actually. They're in this argument, yeah. although he wants to hear about her problems. Yeah, she just shouldn't rely on him to stay. 
Yeah. He he wants to support her, but he can't stay. And this is what a rough patch feels like. Damn. Yeah, as much as I love this track, boys, I, I think we should move on. We should get into the... Okay, I do. I should know. One more thing. Okay. One more thing. So the, the guitar that's being played is actually being played by Post himself. Oh, he's a diver, divertuoso. He plays music. No way. And it's a funny story because... Oh. Most people learn an instrument either by someone teaching them, they watch videos or movies or whatever, or they just pick it up and keep playing until they figure it out. Uh, Post learned how to play guitar through Guitar Hero, the game. There's no way. There's no way. Which is, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. He, he, he was playing Guitar Hero, and he like, he just, because he, like, obviously in Guitar Hero, you're playing like an actual guitar. Like, you're playing it the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah, like, but that's just a, you, it's just a rhythm that. game. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, you learn how to hold it. You learn how to press on the frets. The only difference yeah. is you don't know you're pressing the strings, but that doesn't yeah, matter. You, you learn how to strings. strum, that, like because there's a huge exactly. emphasis on the strumming. Because exactly, and the, and the most important, most difficult part of a guitar, really, in the, for a beginner, is the frets. Yeah, to keep them in tune. Yeah, and but once you once you play guitar, you run off, I guess. Bro, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, bro. Play you guitar, guitar here first, folks, and then you're guitar just a professional. You'll be a master guitarist. Yep. Exactly. Just well, like Post Malone. Michael, okay, question. Right. Would you like to hear more of this side off of off of Post in his future albums? I would. I feel like this this may have been like he might have used a similar song like this mm-hmm. on twelve. On twelve, 12 yeah. Yeah. I remember that there, that there might have been one or two. Do you remember the specific or no? No, I can't. I'd have to listen to it to, to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But songs like this on albums, they're great, especially if the album. Especially if the album is not an acoustic album, songs that stand out like this with just like one or two acoustics, acoustic songs in it work great because it just adds acoustics in general just add a more personal feel to the songs. Yeah, and introducing this just just creates this sense of of, of personality in the album yeah. that that the rest of the album, as sad as it sounds, to have a, a decent amount of uh, monotonous. Uh, uh, beats. Yeah, having something like this just creates just this great personality for this album that I, I wish would have been That's the right a couple of more yeah. times in. Yeah, this is you know I just realized this is the the turn on the flashlight in the in the stadium song. Yeah, or post or like he has someone bring out the the acoustic guitar that he's just, he just like sits down and he starts playing it, bro. This is it. Let's just move on to our last track, Michael. Up. Uh, this, this track is gonna be. This is gonna be weird to transition. No, no, you got this. You got this. I believe in you, Michael. Um, I had a transition in mind, but this is something that us fellow Apex players would uh, would be able to to understand. Bro, what? <laughs> so sure, Michael. So I don't know. I'm interested. Uh, if you if you've used this weapon before with, uh-huh. with my skin on it, right? I love to use the R three hundred one carbine. Amen. The best weapon in the game. That is not true. I have, and I have this skin. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, Aftershock wave. This skin is the perfect definition for candy paint. So I can have the two fact checkers. I thought you were going to do sugar wraith. I'm like, why didn't he mention wraith? And then you're like, oh, (laughs) no, sugar. (laughs) No, you're so right, though. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking that's about. That's true. No, he's absolutely right. <laughs> oh my! You know what? That that only make that's an inside joke transition, bro. Okay, get kind into it. it. Get into it. Okay. After, thank you, Andres, for for fact checking me. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, candy paint. It has this very like soft, like instrumental. Like it feels like 
what you would hear on on like a baby's cradle at the start where you okay. have like that little soothing you have like True. a little soothing nighttime music that you just put to put kids to sleep the baby's and crib it, sample and then it kicks in uh-huh. with with um these drums and like the mm-hmm. snare and it but it works great with that little like twinkling sound mm-hmm. honestly i really like this song this this has, it's, it's a funny name candy paint is an interesting name yeah i have some trivia though uh-huh over. I, don't, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, this 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 song was used in the Fast and Furious soundtrack. There is the no movies. way, bro. Yes, it was yes. for the eighth movie, Fast and Furious Eight. This was this was <laughs> in the inspired. middle of a high octane speed chase, bro. Vin Diesel yes. decides to turn on Candy Pay, bro. <laughs> I don't okay. know why they would use this song. But <laughs> I found I found some trivia. Okay, I, I found some more trivia. Another white girl trivia. As you remember about the 92 Explorer. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The, col- the, the, the paint job uh-huh. applied onto that 92 Explorer uh-huh. is a blue candy paint finish. Oh, so this goes hand in hand. Yeah, and the top of the car is the white on top. Oh, that's Galaxy Brain. And it, goes, it comes actually, right after just, 92 Explorer. So what? That's, that's actually Galaxy Brain. You know what would have been even funnier and, if Candy Paint went before 92 Explorer? So you actually would have had the Candy Paint on top. Bro. <laughs> the white on top, yeah. Oh, okay, funny. now that I see this other picture of the 92 Explorer, see the doors make more sense. The doors? No, yeah, they don't. No, they literally do not make sense, bro. Angle. It was a bad angle because what I was imagining was it, they open like a DeLorean, but they open like this, kind of yeah. like wings. Yeah. But I, I I didn't realize that it was like they open to the side. Like they they, they rotate outwards. You know what I mean? Why aren't they Explorers? I hate those doors. Because that car is that's that's end car. I mean, the He's speakers an are of the explorer. Yeah. So I actually me, uh, I think that that candy paint to me. No offense, Michael. I'm kind of an. I was kind of an like first time listening to it to develop, and now I I tolerate this track. But first time listening to it, it was rough. I remember not liking this track as much as I do now, mainly just because of the chorus. Just to me, sounds a bit. I don't know what it is about the vocals. It just kind of sounds jarring in my opinion. And mm-hmm. the way, no, I know now looking at the lyrics, it sort of describes the, it goes hand in hand with 92 Explorer talking about the car. But if I do got to point out a line, God damn, I love paper. Like a Michael spot, Michael Scott. Now are either of you are now are either of you acquainted with the office. Yes. I hate that show I- so much, <laughs> but that is a really good line. That is That's a, a really great I, line. I would admit it. I would the first to admit it, man. But yeah, I mean, that is that is a great. Line. I like this. Tra- I like this track. I, I really do. I tolerate it. But I don't think it's one of the standout tracks of this entire album. To me, it just kind of it's right there in between. What do you got to say, Andres? Well, I will admit. Mm-hmm. But I will admit. See, we're, we're talking about bars. <laughs> oh no, bars. Baby, I'm the boss. Like I'm Tony Danza. Do you guys know who Tony Danza is? I've heard that. No, I don't know who Tony Danza is. Tony Danza is an actor. Tony Danza is a world-renowned actor because he's won like a thousand Golden Globes and whatever. So, so he played Tony Michelli on the show Who's the Boss in like the eighties, nineties, whatever. Uh huh. It was like a sitcom. That's super important. It's not super important, but like you know, you know, the, the show is called Who's the Boss. Yeah. He's the boss, like Tony Danza. You know. Oh, that is a, such an inside inside reference, bro. It, it it's a it's a reference to everyone that's not like his generation. Yeah. I know who Tony Danza is because I, I like I used to watch him with my parents. Uh-huh. But like other people won't know that unless they know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bar. I love it. Bar. Great. Bar. 
Another another line, actually. Uh, Michael might be able to throw some a little more insight on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitch, I'm young, stony. I do what I want. Michael, as, do you, you want to give us a quick, <laughs> a quick, a quick summary? A quick summary on the the, the album Stony. Because the album, because this album for Stony is, as you, as you stated before, is a little personal, correct? If I remember the album, I haven't listened to that album in a while. But if I remember correctly, that album, I feel like this is this is this is him on his come up. Let's come up. Okay. okay. I feel like I feel like it was more so like a personal album in terms of like, um, this is where I got it to. This is what I had to do to get up to it. And he's just reminiscing the challenges. He's congratulating himself. You know, he's just like he's just go. He's just it's personal in the sense of he's like detailing the work ethic he had to put in to grind to where he's at. Of course. All right. All right. But also, oh, yeah. Stony used to be his old nickname. Oh, was it? Was yeah. This is a stoner. Uh, and the nickname itself was derived from friends referring to his frequent use of weed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> main, may, maybe, maybe. Right. Could be a reference. Maybe. Could, could true, possibly true, true. be a reference. Uh-huh. But yeah, what do you, if you want to finish your thoughts on, on Candy Pit? Yeah, so th- th- I, so this song and Rockstar are the two songs that I listened to the most when the oh. song first came out. Or sorry, yeah, the album first came out. The album first came out. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe so. Or at least I discovered it. Actually, I'm better now, those three. Which are arguably the most popular songs of the album. No, yeah, no, no much. Yeah. Uh, but at the, at the very least, better now and rough stuff. That's not important. Yeah, Candy Paints feels like a celebratory song. He's talking about the, like, and I feel like now that you mentioned like the the instrumental being very like like a baby like, if that makes sense, like kind of a lullaby. Yeah. It kind of makes sense in my head now because this song feels like it's him reminiscing about the past, talking about his come up, his youth when he was a baby in the cradle, coming up to now. <laughs> His grind and how it's paid off because now it has a 92 Explorer with Lambo with, doors <laughs> with the white on top. 32 with different the portable speaker system. It, it, it's interesting. Man, I think the instrumental super weird. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. Just very just very unorthodox. Yeah. Especially considering what we've heard for the rest of the album. Yeah. But I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. It, it, it's like it, it, it gets to you in the sense that it, uh, it grows on you. That's what I was looking for. It grows on you, yeah. Especially with once the song actually begins, like the 808s come in and everything else, it re- it really fits, and it just feels like a celebratory track. It's just victory lap. It, right, it's yeah. great. I, I like a song lot, and it comes Definitely in really good, good as a penultimate track. Yeah. It, it comes in as a good finishing track, not finished yeah. track, but finishing because yeah. it's. A- but anything else to say, boys? Michael, Andres? the boss, like Tony Danza. I don't hey, know, man. <laughs> bro. If you didn't what get that reference, Danza? we wouldn't have and gone. And, uh huh. What? With this candy paint uh, Ford Explorer. With this candy paint Ford Explorer. With the white on top. Boys, let's get into yes. the next segment. Let's get into Sebas's Stonely 7. <laughs> this guy. Huge. So we got so we got Spoil My Night, Rockstar, Over Now, Better Now, Same Bitches, Jonestown, and 92 Explorer. Weichel, what are your whimsical uh 18? Okay, you're gonna just list every track. You're okay. Your insert yeah, okay, number okay, here. Okay, no. Favorite tracks. We're doing Michael's. I'm not creative enough for a word, so we're just gonna go with generic top five. Top five. Spoken on top five. Go with top Spoken five. on top five. Uh huh. We are going to go with Ball for Me. Okay. We haven't talked about that track, but yeah. Um, other side, Candy Paint, Rockstar. Okay. And same bitches. All right, all right. Top five, top five. Andres. Right, now it's time for Andres. Dance of five. Dance five. This is dance of five. Oh, dance of the dance of five. Yeah, because this is dance of five. Uh huh. Oh, Tony Dance, man. Oh, yeah, I said it was Tony Dance. Let's take it back to 
Ten to five. Paranoid is a song we did not cover, but I chose not to just because I had I wanted to talk about other ones. Uh, Spoil my night. Rich and actually not Rich and Side. Uh, Paranoid. Spoil my night. Rockstar. Psycho. Stay. That's it. All right. All right. Look at that. All right. So, boys, what a lovely episode. What a beautiful episode. Let's get into ending thoughts. I'll go first. Beer bongs and Bentleys. Beer bongs and Bentleys. Beer bong and Bentley. Hold on. Is it beer bongs and Bentleys or is it yeah. some is this beer a mystery? Bongs and no, the, no, the, the no, Mr. Morales is. situation. Beer bongs and Bentleys. Okay, beer bongs and Bentleys. Comes to me as sort of a surprise. To me, this album hosts some of Post's most notable, influential, and best works today. We got Rockstar, Better Now, Cycle, which we didn't talk about, which is a phenomenal track, 92 Explorer, and so much more. To me, listening to the album as a whole critically gives this very sort of varsity uh, kind of being post second studio album, he's come into a sound a lot more with these tracks. And you definitely hear, especially through the collaborations that just elevate this album to something so much more with 21 Savage, uh, uh, what's it called? Sway Lee, even Nicki Minaj, which we didn't mention. However, I will say Andres does have a point. Some of these songs can be traded out or just, just cut out entirely. And the album, for me, my perspective wouldn't really change too much. So looking at the album objectively and critically, I will be giving Beer Bongs and Bentley a very, very strong 7.5 out of 10. Andres, okay. Okay. Two, two thoughts. So, two thoughts. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm glad that you agree with me because I didn't want to, I was afraid I was going to be alone on that take. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do feel that a lot of the tracks do kind of feel samey, especially when you get to near the end of the track. At the end of the album, my apologies. Uh, the features really do save it in some circumstance, circumstances. Like the features really do bring a lot into the album, especially with Tony Savage, Nicki Minaj, Sway Lee, all of them. But I will say this is definitely not my favorite project off of, off of Post Malone's discography. And I don't even think I, I, I might even go as far as to say, granted, I haven't listened to Stonely in a very long time. And I, well, yeah, just Stonely really is the only one that I haven't listened to yet. I haven't listened to in a while to get a refresher. I, I, I am. I might go as far as to say that this might be his weakest album comparatively. Like, how do you feel about that? Honestly, I feel like I think I would. I would. I think I agree with you. Um, I feel like I would list Hollywood's Bleeding as his best. Stony, yeah, Hollywood's Bleeding yeah. is best. Stony, yeah. Twelve Carat, then Beer Bongs. But that's not to say it's yeah. a bad album in any way, in any means. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm not trying to say it's a bad album, but I do feel this is his weakest work thus far. Really? I. I yeah, I, I just I just feel that a lot of the tracks end up kind of being the same, and the the I feel like the production in general could have been a little more varied. The only really songs that we saw wild distinctions in the production are "Stay" because it's completely acoustic, and the two upbeat tracks, which are "Stay" and "Nothing." Um, so, uh, oh my God, "Spoil My Night" and the other one I forgot. There's really only like a, like a, like a third, not a third, like a like a fifth of this entire album has any difference in the production. And I feel like that's kind of a kind of a missed opportunity to really show off his his skill as an artist, especially because this is a sophomore album. With all that said and done, I do really like this album. I have a lot of good memories of this album, but I just feel critically it lacks a little bit. But with that, I will be giving this album a solid 7.5. Or sorry, 7 out of 10. Okay. 7 out of 10. Okay, okay. And uh, to go back and kind of 
amend a little bit to soften the blow. There are some really good tracks that we didn't talk about. Uh, specific, I, I mentioned this already. Psycho, I think also as well. We didn't, yeah, we didn't talk about Ball for Me. We didn't talk about Zach and Codeine, which is very good. What a what a name, by the way. And mm. Zach and Cody, <laughs> it's just. You guys watch Zach and Cody when you were kids? Yeah, I'm, no, dude, I love channel? that show. I love the, 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 that one and then the Sweet Life, Life one. Right, no, 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 the, the cruise, the cruise one, the cruise one. The cruise one was so good. Yeah, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, yeah the, sweet, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. That the, the, no. I think. No, that was yeah. Sweet. It's, uh, it's the light Zach and Cody on deck or something, whatever. Oh, yeah, no, on deck. Yeah, by the way, I just have, there's just some tracks that, for me, just looking at it more specifically, Other Side, Taking Shots, and Paranoid to me sound like a bit of fluff in between of just the absolute, like, diamonds that we have in the in the track but i'm sorry for sealing your time michael man of the hour give your take beer bongs and bentley mm-hmm. um this is this is a good album and it has a lot of songs that are great but i feel like because of how repetitive the production and the beats are in a line it makes us feel like it's a bunch of singles mm-hmm. that come together as just a monotonous album Ooh. um it has a handful of 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 songs that switch beats stay is great because of the acoustics candy paint has a has a different feel compared to every other song yeah and i don't want to to shit on the album because i do like it and i like every song on this but i would be lying if i if i didn't say that that a good amount of the of the songs at least the beats sound the same compared to other songs on the album all right absolutely and with that i can understand why it has received the mixed reviews even but critically i will say that um this album would be a seven out of ten all right all right all right now Michael, i have a big question for you if you're looking at this album and and the the gems the gems that we talked about all of them that we mentioned rockstar that are now psycho 92 explorer or, or what's it called candy paint all of those compared to his other work would you say that this is his most influential work to date? I think this album has has a lot of staying potential. Mm-hmm. The songs, the highlights of the song carry. Like Rockstar is still like a really popular song now. Yeah. But I feel like Stony does have a couple of more popular songs. Deja Vu with Justin Bieber was huge. Congratulations with Quavo was, was on that album. The best song of that year. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, this album does itself great. I feel like Stony just had a bunch of other songs that also popped off. White Iverson was also a huge song that popped off. It's really hard to compare the two. Yeah. Um. So you're still sticking with Stony. Yeah, I, I will say Stony is the better album, but this album, um, does it does have its songs that just shine through. And Rockstar today, you can still play it wherever. That is still. So that's a great true. song. So let That's me just, just for one example, really quickly, let me just simplify all of that and just say, do you think that this album was vital for the trajectory of his career? Yes, I feel like it was. I feel like getting this album out opened him up in so many ways. Like, although he had huge pop offs in Stony and he had gr- and he had very big um, collaborations. He had a collaboration with Two Chain, he had a collab-, uh, collab with Quavo and Justin Bieber, but this. Beer Bongs and Bentley solidified him in into the rap game with just a lot of different rap artists being featured on this. Like right. Nicky, Jeezy, 21, Ty Dollar. T-Y-Dollar. That's right, Ty Dollar. T-Y-Dollar. T-Y-Dollar. T-Y-Dollar sign. <laughs> but Michael, Michael. Yes. 
Final question. If you had to describe this album in three words to entice our lovely listeners, what would they be? You can think about Better it. Better breakup album. Repeat that again. <laughs> Better breakup album. For, from what? Compared wow. to what? <laughs> compared to... Uh, to no, what are you going to say? This, this is just to annoy Willie, but compared to Sour. Oh my God. Okay, but, but for real, for the people. For, for, the, for real, for no, the actual but, people. To, to be that real, um, in, three, in three words, fun... But monotonous. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. You're bring, you're being truthful with that one. You're not you're not like over overstating the, the album. I like it. I like it. All right. But yeah, with that being said, boys, that's the end of the episode. What a what a great, lovely, and beautiful episode. We had an amazing cast of people today. We had we had Weichel, we had Andres, we had some fun times, some great we times. Had the reincarnation of Sebas. We had the reincarnation of me. I, I will I will be I'm still not gonna be president. It was just a little quick uh quick Sebas cameo. But stay tuned for, for the announcement that we gotta say after the after this. Andres, where can they find you? Yes. The lovely people at home, the beautiful audience listening to us, giving us giving us the passion that we need to make this podcast possible. They can find me on Instagram, just Andre underscore P019. I'll post there once every blue moon, I guess. Random shenanigans I go on, whether I'm out with these idiots. Yep. We're doing stuff or other shenanigans going on in my life. But uh, yeah, and Weichel, the man of the hour, the golden man. Can the people, can the people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram with <laughs> mbello underscore kiwi. Very specific, very specific. Um, I have Discord um, at babykiwi5734. Clearly doesn't have a and, favorite artist. Of course. And a uh, very dead Twitch. A blossoming. Twitch a channel. blossoming is a better word. A blossoming. Slowly blossoming Twitch stream. <laughs> By the name of Eternal Kiwi. Amen. You know what? I will also shill in my Twitch. Why the fuck not? Uh-huh. Uh, the thing is, I forgot my toys. <laughs> no way. I lucky forgot my toys. No, 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 no. It'll be, it'll be very, very, the lovely very viewers, you can find me on Instagram at Sebasil, just Sebas, I-L-O. You can also find the podcast on various media platforms, such as TikTok at Record Shop Podcast, Instagram at just the Record Shop Pod, and that's it. That's it, right? We, we don't have a Twitter. We, we don't have a Twitter. No. There is, there is, there is no Twitter. There is no, there is no Twitter. Twitter. There is no Twitter. Okay, but you can also find my Twitch at Nacho, but the O is a zero. Oh, very, very innovative. Very creative. <laughs> thank you. We thank you all so much for tuning in to and listening to our us talk about this album for uh, how many X hours I edit this episode down to be. Join us next week on the very special episode of me and Anna. Our, our lovely co-host, where we talk about the Red Hot Chili Pepper concert experience. We hope to see you then, yes. and we thank you for listening in. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. I don't respect that. I think Olive would use... I hate that. Hard. <laughs>